Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Yoga Healing Podcast, brought to you by Mahat Yoga Studio. We will talk about yoga, postures, thyroid, pranayama, Ayurveda, meditation, chakras, and much, much more. I am very grateful for all of you tuning in today, and my hope is to inspire you to learn more about yoga philosophy and yoga lifestyle and about yourself. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast to get new messages and join my Hot Yoga Facebook page for additional tips. You can catch additional information on my website at www.mahatyoga.com. Enjoy today's message. Hello, everybody. It has been some time since we met here, and I'm finally carving out a time to share news and some information that I think you may find helpful. First and foremost, I wanted to share that we finally opened our studio. We've been in operation for about a year since April 29th, 2023, and we've been staying super busy. Please visit our website at www.mahatyoga.com. Our studio is this little healing space where we run a variety of classes and workshops, but mostly we concentrate on the well-being. Our next workshop that is coming up on March 16th is Ayurvedic and Yogic Spring Cleanse, and it will be also available online. I'm very excited about that. Please visit our Mahat Yoga Online Academy. Many of our members have asked about content that they were interested in but were unable to attend. So now we have ability to put this content online and make it available to all of you. With that said, as we are moving towards the spring, spring cleanse workshop and all the new beginnings, I wanted to answer a couple of questions that we are being asked all the time. What is a yogic and Ayurvedic perspective on exercise? When it is the best time to do that? Should you eat before exercising and practicing yoga? And what not to do and do before and after exercise? To start with, it will greatly surprise you that common saying that we use in the fitness world, give you 100%, simply does not apply in Ayurveda. Just because Ayurveda and yoga look at everything, your personal constitution, time of the year, time of the day, the diet, and the state of the body, and the fact that we are all so different. For example, a couple person need a high intensity practice to burn up stored fats, while Vata, predominant body type person, should do only mild exercise. And Pitta body type could fluctuate between moderate yoga and moderate cardio, only if combined with cooling movement and breathing. I have an earlier podcast that you can listen. It's just about 15 minutes. And I talk about Vata, Pita, and Kappa and how to identify your constitution. If you're a member of our studio, you can always find a test for Vata, Pata, Vata Pita, and Kappa in your library. Yoga practice and exercise is related to Dinacharya, which is a daily routine, and Vayayama, which is exercise. Vayayama, according to ancient text, text is the part of Dinacharya. During our private yoga and Ayurveda consultation, we normally look at the Dinacharya and build it for you as it relates to your body, to your breath, lifestyle, age, time of the year, and more. But let's get back to Vayayama. 
It literally translates into any kind of physical activity that causes tiredness. So your daily dinacharya should include multiple things. And of course, vayayama, which again, simply an exercise. So why does daily routine dinacharya includes exercise vayayama? First and foremost, it's because proper exercise will help maintain a balance of vata, pitta, and kapha. It also helps stimulate the functioning of agni, which is our digestion and our metabolism. In addition, practice of yoga delays aging, completely delays aging process by preventing chronic disease and keeping us fit, healthy, and vibrant. And finally, vayayama is a part of dinacharya because keeping yoga practice as a part of your daily routine will help with reduction of body fat, increase muscle tone, improve endurance, improve circulation, and finally will dissipate laziness. I love this one. I'm the first one sometimes trying to be lazy. Um, so ancient writings actually really own time with our times. So when do we practice? When is the best time to practice? Exercise basically increases vata and pitta doshas due to the chala, which is movement, and ashna, which is a healing properties. When we exercise, our body creates internal heat. This is the reason hot yoga is a somewhat controversial topic. We already create internal heat when we practice yoga or when we practice any physical exercise. In Ayurveda, likes increase likes. And so increasing internal heat through exercise while in a hot environment is simply not recommended. Overheating is related to inflammation according to Ayurveda. But again, please take all of this with the grain of salt. This is just an ancient information that I'm trying to share with you. So again, exercising during noon or in the evening can increase vata or pitta in our body. Hence, it's ideal to exercise during kapha predominant time, which is the morning. And doing so will balance all three doshas. At the same time, our strength and fitness levels are a little bit higher during morning hours, again, due to kapha predominance in our body as well. In a relation to food, we should practice only if the previously eaten food is completely digested, bowels are evacuated, and essentially we should be slightly hungry to practice. So again, morning time is perfect, right before breakfast. In addition, an intense exercise is, exercise is not recommended at all. According to Yoga and Ayurveda, exercising beyond one's limit can cause various disease like excessive thirst, fever, cough. To explain this, Ayurveda says, a person who indulges in over-exercise and other strenuous activities perishes, perishes, just like a lion after vanquishing an elephant. This is according to Sharaka Samhita, an ancient text written by a principal ancient Ayurvedic physician, Sharaka. Okay. So now we established that exercise should be mild or moderate depending on your body constitution and the season. And we now know 
that at no time intense exercise is recommended and that we should practice on an empty stomach. But this is not all. Ayurveda considers multiple factors, as we discussed earlier, prescribing activities based on constitution, prakruti, age, sex, ritu, which translates into a season, type of the type and the state of the disease, if you have any, and other concurrent therapeutic procedures that we already involved in. The main six rules of exercise. Six rules of Vayayama. If you're sweating, it should be mild sweat. So if you have a sweat dripping off your nose, you're probably over-exercising at that point. You should also have a tolerable increase in breath pace. So if you cannot uh, cut up with your breath, you're over-exercising again. Heart rate. You should have a tolerable increase in the heart rate. Again, if you heart pumping so hard that you can feel it in your ears, that would be over-exercising according to Ayurveda. Number four, you should have a feeling of lightness in the body. Number five, you should be mildly thirsty. And finally, number six, you should have a feeling of healthy effort. So as we talked previously, yoga and Ayurveda in ancient times always practiced together and Ayurveda is a medicinal part of Vedic sciences and yoga is a practical part of Vedic sciences. Okay, let's return back to exercise. As you can tell, this is a highly personalized, but today's podcast should give you enough basic information to go off. Just think how hard it is to stick to intense exercise routine as most of us simply don't like it or don't enjoy it. And we are ending our workout not feeling light, not uplifted, not energized, but tired, hungry, and stressed out. And then we hurry up somewhere else. With that said, there are a few things that yoga says that help us decide when we should not practice or exercise. First of all, we should not practice yoga or exercise after eating a heavy meal. Before the previous meal has been completely digested, if the bowels are not clear, if there's any indigestion, if intoxicated with alcohol, after being exposed to excessive heat because of sunlight or fire. So again, that all comes back to our earlier conversation about hot yoga. After talking fermentation therapy, when one is angry, when one is sick, late at night, and immediately after having sex. I'm not sure why that one is there. I will have to find explanation for you. With that said, exercising at not at non-ideal times can be cause for various rajas or disease. That's what Ayurveda explains in its ancient texts. With this, thank you for listening and I hope you find this information helpful. Please stay healthy and vibrant. And we will see you at the studio. 
Thank you for listening. And now, a brief commercial. When we harness warrior energy, we are determined, strong, and confident. And when we claim the goddess within, we live in fierce self-compassion, rising like the sun and shining big and bright like the moon. Do you know a warrior goddess? Is it a friend? A family member? Maybe it is you. Great for empowering yoginis and women from all paths. Purchase our warrior goddess tank tap at www.mahadmahadyoga.com.